The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready now, go Signing my name all over the place I'll do anything that you want to do But uh-uh, honey, lay off my shoes Don't you double my blue play shoes We can do anything that we hope for my blue Okay, welcome once again to Dunn's Deal I'm done and I do the dealing here and I deal them fairly Nothing up my sleeve because I've got long, uh, short sleeves on so, <laughs> what a week, huh? But I've got to do my introduction. Joe Biden is not the president. He is the thief-in-chief, the cellar-dweller, the king of crappers, and dementia Don. He hasn't been coming out lately, has he? <laughs> uh, he's beginning to be like the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, what's that little rat, the... Um, Comes out on February 2nd. The Groundhog. <laughs> Maybe he'll show up next February 2nd. So, but the real president, <laughs> Donald J. Trump, was he was commanding the news this week. And boy, oh boy, there's a whole lot I've got to say about that. Um... And I've got two stories here that pretty much is going to take up the first half hour of the show. And it's Trump says there could be death and destruction if he's indicted in New York. This is from the Business Insider. Trump said that there's a potential for death and destruction if he's charged by New York prosecutors. It's the third time Trump has alluded to the possibility of political unrest and violence in the last several days. Earlier this week, he employed an anti-Semitic trope against the Manhattan DA and mock calls for his supporters to stay peaceful. The reason is former President Donald J. Trump has made another allusion to violence in the late night Truth Social post on Friday, writing that if, he, if he's charged in connection to a $130,000 hush payment to the adult film actress Stormy Daniels, it could result in potential death and destruction. I'm going to take a stop right here. That's the first page of this thing. Um, there's a lot to be said about this. Um, number one, he did make these posts. Um, number two, I don't know if you noticed, but there wasn't a whole lot of protesting that was done this week. Now, there was a, a rally in, um, in Warwick, and I missed it. I, I drove by it while I was, I was driving around for work. I couldn't stop to talk to the people or anything. Uh, I did stop in. It was at a mall, the the airport mall. And I did stop in there to purchase some stuff on the way home. And I was talking with one of the, um, not one of the organizers, but one of the shopkeepers in there. And he said, yeah, things got a little little interesting uh, this afternoon because you had the Trump supporters out there. And then some Antifa types came over and uh, started pelting him with food and stuff like that. So um, I guess they had a very interesting day over there. But like I said, I, I missed uh, joining in with the rally or even finding out what had gone on. Uh, otherwise, I'd have somebody call in today to talk about it. I'll have to go over to Bellingham tomorrow and um, go to the Trump shop if it's still there. I think it's still there. And uh, see if those guys know anything about the the rally that had taken place. But 
in New York, there were no big protests, no big rallies or anything. And there's a very good reason for that. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, talk radio, right wing talk radio. And boy, oh boy, the the people, the Trumpers, or guys that that are pro-Trump, um, or you know, pro-Trump, pro-DeSantis, whoever wins, type of thing, because no one's really drawing battle lines yet. Um, they had some, some of them were harsh words for Trump. And others were uh, like a severe warning for Trump. And it all gets back to January 6th, the third Stop the Steal rally. Trump had called people out for a third Stop the Steal rally. And a million people did show up for it. It was huge. People came out in droves. And um, it was it was very interesting because at first people weren't going to be coming out, and then I, I shall name the name that that's not supposed to be named. But Alex Jones uh, had put up like four hundred thousand dollars for the Stop the Steal rally to get the ball rolling on people, uh, you know, sending money in to. Buy the supplies needed for it, you know, to to have the security, to have the porta potties, all that that sort of stuff. The the kind of things that that are needed if you're going to get a bunch of people to show up down in D.C. Um, and he had uh, some warnings to uh, to Trump, and he was saying, um, drop the um, the talk about. Death and destruction. Drop the talk about violence. It's um, counterproductive at this point, and uh, you know it's uh, you're defeating your purpose. You're defeating the reason to call people out because we do not want to walk into another trap like we did uh, on January sixth. I've discussed how it was a trap. The feds were there. Just, you know, ask yourself, who is Ray Epps? And then look at the Revolver magazine. It's got a great description on on him and how he uh, manufactured the, the, uh, the riot. And in fact... <laughs> he gave testimony that he orchestrated a testimony to January 6th. But I bet you haven't heard much about that in the mainstream media. And then um, I also listened to Jesse Kelly at times. And man, oh man, he laid into Trump because he was the one that that told people to come down on January 6th for the third Stop the Steal rally. And... You know, make your voices heard. And there are, there were about a thousand people out of that million who wound up getting arrested, uh, had to spend time, or some of them are still spend, excuse me, spending time in jail. Uh, there's been, I think, two suicides due to it. The people who are still in jail, they've lost their jobs or their businesses. You know, it's, it's caused divorces. Um, it was funny. There was a friend of mine that, that wanted to go down to D.C. with me. And I said, great, it'd be great to have someone to ride along with me because I drove down. Um, and I told him, because I knew he had a very liberal wife. And I said, uh, just Think this through. You might wind up in divorce court if you go down there with me. Because, I don't know, somehow politics just has a way of dividing people. And he thought about it. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he decided not not to go. Um, you know, 
it's too bad. It would have been great to have a pal there to pal around with. But I still had a great time down there. Ooh, boy, did I have a great time. Ah, oh, too much fun. It was so much fun to be uh, on that balcony. I was on the first balcony, not, not the second. I wasn't uh, getting shot at with tear gas. But, oh, it was so much fun just, you know, shouting out and chanting, Whose house? Our house! Whose house? Our house! <laughs> Anyhow, back to uh, what's going on in, in uh, Manhattan. So, you've got Trumpers, people on the right, far right, telling Trump, Hey, um... Until you go down there to D.C., until you go into the jails and go visit those guys that are still there and gals, until you start coughing up or raising some money for their defense, their defenses, um, then don't talk to me about uh, going out and protesting because <laughs> – we're putting our possibly our, our lives on the line, our livelihoods. <laughs> you could wind up losing your job, uh, losing uh, your business. Uh, could wind up divorced and feeling suicidal. Um, you know, uh, Mr. Trump, you need to support your supporters a little bit here. So he got a mouthful from the right. And they were quite correct. Drop the talk about violence. Because we're not violent. We did not go there to cause a riot. But a riot broke out anyhow. Thank you, FBI, CIA. Uh, any other spy agency. That, there's supposed to be about 17 of them. But let's go on with this article. It was Trump's latest effort to rile up his base and vilify Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg as he faces a potential indictment from Bragg's office related to the payment. Oh, by the way, the payment wasn't illegal. Not criminal. Sorry. Trump denies that he had sex with her. She says he did. It's a he said, she said, uh, <laughs> according to documents, <laughs> Trump did not allow, did not give the go ahead for Cohen to make the payment. Cohen did it on him, on his own. You know, um, and it was, if you take uh, Stormy Daniels' uh, word for it. It was still a consensual act done between two adults. And the money came afterwards, so it's not even a case of prostitution. But if it's going to be illegal for two adults to engage in risky behavior uh, and have money transacted, well, then every guy that goes to a foxy lady goes to fantasies, goes to centerfolds, which, uh, by the way, uh, does all those places do very well. There's more gentlemen's clubs like that in Providence. I'm sure they're paying a lot of tax money to the city of Providence. And Providence has a good reputation for, for its gentlemen's clubs. You can go in there and have a martini, shaken, not stirred, <laughs> as well as other things. You'll meet pussy galore. <laughs> oh, boy. That is a James Bond character, by the way. <laughs> so, um, any guy that goes into one of those establishments, and they can get quite crowded, I have been told, uh... You know, um, every guy that's gone in there would be able to be uh, hauled into court and um, 
uh, <laughs> arrested by Alvin Bragg or whoever the DA is here for uh, Providence. So let's go on with this story. I, it, it was not criminal. <laughs> it was not illegal what happened. Ethical, well, moral, different story. But we're not talking about the pastor of the uh, local church. We're talking about someone in politics. So, and there's never been a politician that, that's done anything risque. There, you know, JFK never never fooled around with Marilyn Monroe. Lyndon Baines Johnson, as ugly as he is, he had a kept a mistress down in, I forget what city in, in Texas, Houston? Whatever. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Bill Clinton. Can we say Clinton? <laughs> and Monica, what was her last name? Oh, I forget. Uh, Lewinsky, which became a derogatory term for something that I can't say here on, on the air. But I can say Lewinsky. <laughs> Just like I can say pussy galore, because we're not talking about anything dirty. We're talking about a, the name of a person. Anyhow, let me go on before I really stick my foot in my mouth. <clears throat> Let's see. What kind of person can charge another person? In this case, this is, Pres- this is President Trump speaking. In this case, a former president of the United States who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed. Also, and known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country, Trump wrote on his Twitter-like uh, website. Twitter-like website? Oh, Truth Social. Um, yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, what kind of person? Well, that'd be Alvin Bragg. Who's a communist? I'll get into that more later. Uh, let's see. And wh- why and who would do such a thing? He added, only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA. Uh, okay. On Thursday morning, he accused Bragg of being a Soros backed animal, referring to a common anti-Semitic trope and mocked calls for his supporters to remain peaceful in the face of an indictment. Well, no. uh, Any protesters who go down there should remain peaceful. Um, Because you know, you could get beat up. You could get shot like uh, Ashley Babbitt. Uh, You'll probably spend the next two to four years in prison. Uh, whether or not you commit a crime. So it's, um, yes, you should remain peaceful. But the problem is, even if you remain peaceful, you might get shot at by the cops with, with tear gas or with rubber bullets in order to incite a riot like what happened at uh, on January sixth, at the the third stop the steel rally, but it looks like there's someone on the line that wants to weigh in on this. So let's see what's on their mind. Go ahead, caller. What's up, James? How are you? Doing good. What do you think about Trump? Nah, man, I, I don't know what to think about that dude anymore, man. He could have pardoned those January sixth protesters. There are there. Nobody's going to save us, James. Nobody's coming in a white no, horse to save those, the United States m- most of America. Most of those protesters were arrested after he uh, left office. The FBI didn't start hunting people down until Biden was the president. Oh, he, he could have put out a blanket pardon, I guess. But who would have figured that the FBI would hunt these people down? I don't know. Sometimes you wonder, man, who who we believe in. Whether they're just actors on a stage, whether they're really there for us. Yeah. I don't see any saviors coming down on the white horse, man. Well, that's the thing. A president is not going to do it because the bureaucracy is too big. 
but if we act locally and yeah, locally is good. Yeah, yeah, you know, get, get some of these judges impeached. How do you impeach judges? Because a whole slew of these black road demons need to be impeached. I know there's a lot of communists in black robes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that judge that sided with the um, ex post facto law that around the state legislature just implemented. He needs to go. He needs to be impeached. Who has no understanding of the Bill of Rights or the Constitution that he swears to uphold and protect. Allowing a state to implement ex post facto law. And the dude says it's okay. It's unbelievable, man, where, where we're headed. And the majority of people just don't care. And the government yeah. is focusing on and, TikTok. And uh, expo facto is after the fact, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you bought the magazines legally. You should be grandfathered in it. They want to do the... Which a 10-round magazine limit is, is un, unconstitutional. Yeah. But the ex post facto law saying that you have to turn them in or you're felons, that's completely no doubt about it in uh, contradiction to the Constitution. And the judge said it was okay. Well, it's, uh, it's going to, be, it's going to, have to be appealed. Demons. That will yeah, have to five be appealed. Years from now. Five years from now. Unfortunately, justice is very slow. I mean, look, look at Carrie Lake. She's finally getting some, um, uh, some remedy <clears throat> from one uh, judge. And this is now, what, uh, six months after the election? And it's just on one aspect of seven arguments she made. Uh, sometimes justice is very, very slow. Sometimes it's so slow that the mess keeps on growing. And by the time justice gets served, it's kind of past date. It's past the um, goodbye date. You know what I'm saying? You know about the strikes in Syria? More war m marching closer toward... A massive war because the United States thinks it can um, rule the whole world and put U.S. bases everywhere, and there's never going to be any retaliation. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Iran just uh, buddied up with Saudi Arabia. Oh, by the way, uh, this, I don't know. Later on, I'm going to get into the weakness of the United States, but we are losing our, our sway. Uh, our ability to to push our weight around, which may be a good thing to some degree or another, but um, you know it's it's going to make for a very dangerous world. But we're already hated like mad. So when the tides turn and people got to pick sides, I disappoint my fellow uh, U.S. citizens. But a lot of the world currently despises the United States. But your media will never tell you that. No, uh, the, the the media are, are prostitutes. They're whores. They they don't yep. they don't tell us the truth about about anything about COVID about our standing no, no, in lies, the world. Lies, lies, yeah. yeah. And are you, are you surprised that Russia and China are allying? They're like side by side neighbors, correct? Yes. Well, yes, they are. The, kind of like they, they, Canada, they, right? Yeah, well, they, they've had their their you know arguments in the past. But yes, the thing have. that really stinks is that we have pushed Russia into uh, China's arms because um, you know, the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing. You know, uh, you know that that Trump was uh, Putin's puppet. You know, making Russia the evil group that was destroying our democracy when it was a total lie. It was the Democrats who were destroying our democracy, but um, we should have been we should have been becoming allies with Russia. I agree, but they want they want to cause war against Russia. These psychopaths, Bolsheviks that are in power, they want to do to Russia what was done to Yugoslavia. Yeah, they want to break, lying break to us, it up. Lying to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bunch of different uh, warlords that you can play off one against the other. And, yeah, yeah. and mine the country for all of its minerals there, all its oil and gold and silver and the rare earth minerals. But you're a historian. I have a bachelor's degree in history. So we see things that the average person, because we've studied these things and we're interested in it, we see the world in a lot different way. A little more clearly, I think. No, we're, we're not blinded by, i got to be a patriot here or this or that. We see things as they are and we're able to Look at things in a measured, rational way. Well, things are not going good for this country. Especially a a after the Afghanistan-Iraq war. 
I mean, it should be very easy for the American people to wake up. But many of us many have of not. They're, they're still asleep and they'll still buy into the uh, yay, mm-hmm. rah, rah. You know, our team is, is the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at Iraq. Look what we've done in, in the latter half of the 20th century, right, with the Iran-Iraq war. And then the Iran-Contra, they kind of blow the lid that we were kind of sponsored both sides to kill each other. And then we go to war again with them, with Saddam Hussein. And it, it, it's, it boggles my mind that people don't have a logical way of, of trying to understand where we're kind of be, our government, it, it, it's not us. I think most of us pretty decent people, but our government is behaving. And the Bolsheviks that have infiltrated this government, they've been there for a long time, behave very duplicitously. Yeah, and they but, use our military as, as as like a hammer to to destroy other nations, and that is going to birth intense hatred, and it's happening. But it's it's and like Trump. Trump, deserve, is, Trump is the only one that's calling for peace in um, uh, only American politician calling for peace in Ukraine. And oh, I, I heard some information from uh, General Michael uh, Flynn, and he said that that China has replaced the United States as, as the deal maker in the world and that they're actually talking with Europe right now about peace in Ukraine and Insane, cut, cut, cutting the United States completely out of out of the uh, the sphere yeah because um, uh, what it's doing is driving a wedge between our former allies and us because we're so hell-bent on pushing this war in in Ukraine that we have no business being in and China is using that as leverage to get uh-huh. in and take our our power away. So the same people that pulled off Libya are are doing this garbage. People don't understand the warmonger that, that Obama was, that Bush was, that this guy Biden is. And I agree with you, Trump was was was, was the least. Yeah, he was a little belligerent. And I'm still kind of on the fence about what who he truly is, but I'd say probably more good happened under him than bad. Yeah. And like you said, there was a lot less. He tried to, like, get the war finger off the trigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, well, come on, he's a businessman. <laughs> he makes his money by doing business. These other guys, these politicians, make their money by feeding the um, uh, military-industrial complex. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking that DeSantis is even one of them. I think so, too. And about our, did you hear what, um, that loser up in New Hampshire, Chris Sununo, did you hear him on TV the other day calling for, we got to win the Ukraine war and whatever it takes. That dude reeks of, Daddy, can I be governor, too? Can I be governor, too, one day, well, Daddy? Well, well yes, fine. Son, you, you, you go and lead the, the next battalion in, into, what's that place, Bakhmut? You go, yeah, you go yeah. right in there like Teddy Roosevelt and free the uh, Ukrainian uh, prisoners that are in there and get them out. And maybe you won't get killed, Chris. Yeah, because his old man was governor. And he reeks of, Daddy, I can be governor too, right? Yes, you can, son. It's our destiny. Yeah. Well, I got to get back to uh, this right, James, Trump thing. Man. Okay. Take care, man. Thanks for the call. Later. Yep. Peace. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> We're, uh, the place I left off was on Thursday morning. He accused Bragg of being a Soros-backed animal, talking about Trump, referring to a common uh, anti-Semitic trope. Okay, this anti-Semitic trope is anytime you say anything bad about George Soros, who happens to be a Jew, not that he's a practicing Jew, but... And he's a very interesting type of Jew. He's the type of Jew that, and he lived through World War II. He's very old. He's in his 90s now. But when he was a young boy in his teens, uh, he, he would turn fellow Jews over to the Gestapo. He had a, a Catholic mentor who was, um, uh, was a Nazi. And this guy gave him cover, claimed that he was his son and that he, he was Catholic as well. He, he wasn't a Jew. And so Soros would go around to 
the Jews that were in hiding or to the Christian families that were hiding these Jews, find them out, point them out to the Nazis, and then the uh, you know both families would would be uh, arrested and taken away to um, to the concentration camps and. The Nazis would get the land and everything else that was there. That's the kind of Jew that George Soros is. He even admitted that on 60 Minutes. So, um, and now he's funding uh, people like Alvin Bragg. Alvin! (laughs) The leader of the chipmunks. Um, And yes, uh, Soros does uh, fund people like Alvin Bragg and who are the other ones? Uh, you may not be familiar with these names. Kim Fox of uh, Chicago. She was the one that was pushing the Jesse Smollett uh, case. Larry Krasner of Philadelphia. George Gascon out in Los Angeles. And the thing that all these DAs have in common, besides forgetting you know, millions of dollars. Well, Alvin Bragg himself got a cool $1 million. I assume that everyone got the same amount. But these DAs have ruined their cities. They've, uh, they've, allowed, um, they've allowed felons to go back out onto the streets. They've diminished uh, the penalties for crimes. Uh, let's see, George Gascon, he's in Los Angeles. They don't have the person for uh, San Francisco here, though. In San Francisco, because the DA there is so lax on crime that um, Walgreens has pulled most of their stores out of that, that city because there's so much vandalism and so much shoplifting going on, and they can shoplift there, and if it's under $900 in value, they won't be prosecuted. So the people just walk in and take the stuff off the shelves. Walgreens has had to pull out of that city. Uh, Target's been closing down in a lot of these cities, as well as Walmart. If you don't have law and order... You can't really do business, at least not the way that we know it. You might have to have everything locked up behind walls or behind glass or behind bars. That'd be a lousy way to be doing business. But this is what is produced by these people. And George Soros funds all these people. He's a communist or maybe he's a Nazi. Take your choice. Both the Nazis and the communists come to power through chaos. You look at the chaos of the revolution of 1917, the October Revolution in Russia. You look at how Adolf Hitler came to power. It was through chaos. And when you have chaos, you have murder out in the streets uh, and people can't live. People are afraid to leave their houses, especially at night. Real fear, not just, you know, not just a supposed fear, but the fear that you're going to die, that you won't make it back if you go down to the 7-Eleven at night. Then an Adolf Hitler or a Lenin or a Stalin can walk in and say, I'll stop the violence. And if it's interesting, if you look at Hitler's rise to power, his street thugs, his brown shirts were fighting with the communists. It was actually a turf war, and obviously the Nazis won that. They beat the communists that were there in Germany. And Hitler did bring peace and order to Germany. Because his guys were doing most of the violence, (laughs) and the communists were their main target, as well as Jews later. But um, when you're causing the violence, you can make it stop. And it makes you look like, oh, you've done such a wonderful job, you stopped the violence. Except 
the violence actually continues with Hitler's case. It continued against the communists, then the unionists, then the Jews. We, we know how it built. But that's what these DAs are doing. They're laying the ground for Nazis or communists to come to power. As for Trump, he's got to quit talking about uh, about violence. We're going to. We're going to take this country back peacefully. We're not going to take it back through uh, through violence. And that has been the message from right-wing talk radio all week. So, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Let's uh, uh, take a break right here and we'll be back for more. Let's see. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. Nah, it's the COVID propaganda like what you're doing, Martha, that won't leave. That's why I got an updated booster designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. Too bad for you. Did you also get myocarditis or pericarditis? Hmm? Got it. Check eligibility and schedule your updated COVID booster at vaccines.gov. Land ho!
Okay, welcome back to Dunsdale. And boy, I've got more stuff for you. But before I get into more news here, I've got a little uh, little word from the president. Yeah, the president's um, Council on Higher Education. So let's hear from higher ed. A PhD, what is it good for? Piled high and deeper. What is a PhD good for? You can scatter it on a field, plant it with corn, and it'll yield a good crop. With the piled high and deeper, you'll be able to confidently state that there are hundreds of genders. With a PhD, you'll be able to confidently state that a man can have a baby. With a piled high and deeper, you'll be able to confidently state that a man can become a woman. And, conversely, you'll be able to state confidently that a woman can become a man. With a PhD, you'll be able to say that is right and fair for male athletes to compete with women. With a piled high and deeper, you'll support Federal Reserve dollar printing like Weimar, Germany. With a PhD, you will believe that the stock market only continually goes up. With a piled high and deeper, you will believe that Ukraine will win their war against Russia. With a PhD, you will be convinced that Joe Biden is the best president this country's ever seen. With a piled high and deeper, you will invest by Hunter Biden's artwork. With a PhD, you will believe everything that the mainstream media says. With a piled high and deeper, you will believe that reparations are due all African Americans, even from the descendants who fought in the Civil War. And finally, with your fabulous piled high and deeper, you will have the great fortune of sending me a thousand dollar check to my favorite charity, Committee for Abolishing Stupid Humans. Yes, that is the Committee for Abolishing Stupid Humans. You can send me a check written out to cash, C-A-S-H, and just send it here to the, uh, to the office, to, uh, to WNRI, and I'll take them and cash them in. And uh, thank you very much for your generous offerings. You can give more than $1,000 if you want, but that is the starting limit because there's a lot of work to be done. To abolish stupid humans. So. <laughs> anyhow. Oh, speaking of stupid humans. Uh, I've got this story here about female competitive cyclers outraged as transgender women overtake sport. This is not okay. You think? You think? How hard is it to figure that women's sports should be for women, men's sports should be for men. Just because you cut off your ding-a-ling doesn't make you a woman. <laughs> There's a great meme that I found online. John Wayne saying, just because you cut off your pecker doesn't make you a woman. <laughs> it just makes you a man who cut off his pecker. Uh, but we have to accept it. Wow, I'm down to seven minutes already. No, 11 minutes. Uh, so anyhow, a female competitive cycler called the, the rising dominance of transgender women in the sport discouraging and disheartening after a transgender rider appeared to finish first at a New York City cycling event on Sunday. You know, th this is incredible. Outrage after transgender cyclist wins female event in New York City. Okay. The controversial win came days after a, a champion female cyclocross rider revealed that she had retired from the sport after finishing in fourth place between two gen 
transgender females at the U- excuse me at the UCI Cyclocross National Championships in December. Cycler Holly uh, Levisier told Fox and Friend that the thought of leaving the sport she loves has also crossed her mind after being forced to compete in unfair competitions. It's very disheartening, uh, Levisier said. As a young woman, you look up to these role models and you think that the sky is the limit. You believe that if you put in enough training, if you have the talent, the skill, that you could be the best. But when you're forced to compete against males that have these physical advantages, it's just not reality anymore. Let's see. Word of Tiffany Thomas's win in New York City over the weekend caught wind on social media and drew outrage as debate grows over transgender women competing against biological females in high school, college, and professionally. You know, who are the morons that are allowing this to happen? You know, who, who are the judges? Who are the, the organizers of these races? that allow a man to compete against a woman. Because that's what it is. I don't care how many surgeries you've had. It's a man competing against a woman. I used to run marathons. Uh, My best marathon was two hours and 33 minutes and 32 seconds. Give or take a second. Um, That's fair. They put me in 10th place at the Newport Marathon that I ran the the year that I uh, ran that one. Um, I had qualified for Boston a couple of times. I think I would have been 50th at Boston if, uh, if, if I had run a similar time there. But with a, a 232, 233, and this is in the mid-80s, the world record for the women was about... Two hours and 28 minutes, something like that. I was very close to uh, to the world record for women's racing, r- women's marathon running. So if I had declared myself as a woman, there are just a plethora of, um, of marathons that I could have won. And with a little extra training, I might have even won... The the Boston Marathon, if I had declared, if it was a thing, and not that I would have wanted to do it. I'm just saying I was good as a male runner, but I was still 20 minutes off of uh, world record time. You know, so I, I was better than middle middle of the pack. Much better than middle of the pack. Um, But (laughs) what you have now are these middle of the pack males who don't like being in 10th place or being in 5th place or or whatever. And so they declare themselves females. Whether or not they get the uh, surgery done, I don't know. But they are able to win in the female competitions. It is stupid. It is unfair because men have larger lungs, larger hearts, longer muscles. It's it's not debatable. Although the crazy thing is, is that people do debate it. You know, oh God, even... Even all women's colleges are <laughs> de- uh, de- debating and saying that there is no difference, that a man can be a woman. And the, they are going to ruin women's sports. Absolutely. Ru- I was going to say, what about the day when a, when a woman, I mean, a, a man plays in the WNBA. But then I just thought of Brittany Grinder. Griner. Is she actually a man? Is she actually a transgender but just hasn't declared 
as a transgender because it'd be too controversial right now. Now, I don't know. I've seen pictures of Brittany Griner, and boy, oh boy, she looks like a dude. Incredible. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm running low on time. Boy, am I ever. USA Cycling says it is committed to ensuring that all USA Cycling members have equal access and opportunities to participate in cycling events in a manner that is fair to all competitors while preserving the integrity of the sport and respecting international competition regulations. Bull! I've got to play my um, PhD thing again. That is BS. There is so much BS. It is just spread everywhere. It's just not on the cornfield. It's in sports. It's in academia. It's in politics. It's in Washington. It's in Rhode Island. (laughs) Oh, man, you got to laugh because it is so stupid. I've got a story here I don't have time for, but rapper, rapper. Afro man sued by sheriff's deputies who wrongfully raided home after he used footage of the raid in music videos. This rapper, black guy, I guess he's married to a white woman. Not that it matters, but just for the story. Um, He got raided by the cops in some city in in Ohio, wrongfully raided. They were looking for drugs or whatever, and they didn't find any. There was nothing wrong. This guy, Afro Man, did nothing wrong. He was completely innocent, and um, the cops just screwed up royally on this. But Afro Man had videotape of it. His wife had, had, you know been running the uh, cameras the whole time. So they use that video for their, um, you know, for, for their work, you know, when, when, they, when they made videos. And now the police are suing them because, if I have time for this, the lawsuit reported by TMZ Wednesday accuses Afro-Man a.k.a. Joseph Foreman, of causing seven officers emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation, and humiliation. Um, and, um, you know, it's like, fine, don't raid the wrong house. <laughs> don't, uh, you know, don't do, um, you know, a wrongful arrest. Yeah, you brought it on yourself. You busted down the wrong doors. Thankfully, no shots were fired. It's just an embarrassment for the cops. Yeah, well, when you are an embarrassment, you get embarrassed. But anyhow, (laughs) how's that for a local constabulary? So, have a great weekend. Enjoy things. Oh, and uh, Mr. Trump, be peaceful. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 605 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, one socket.